Wait, no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Bad Bit, and it's usually here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest, in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube at the Trophy Room Show. And if you like what you hear, please consider us dropping a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, is not here this episode, and it's all literally my fault. We recorded the show earlier, and my mic sounded awful, and it was just unusable. And unfortunately, Kyle couldn't make it to re-record this episode, but I found one of my best friends on the internet Aww. to come talk PlayStation with me. Mr. Sean Capri, how are you, sir? I don't know. Other than the the theme and the overall topic of PlayStation, I have no idea what's on deck for today. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's like how I do my own podcast, man. I never know what the hell we're going to be talking about. I just show up and start recording. I know. And that's the beauty between you and I, mm-hmm. Sean, is that we have the chemistry. We can literally, we don't even need just We don't need even notes. A script. No, none of, none of it. We just need each other and we're just having a podcast together. Yeah, it's dude. Great. I almost called you the man on the moose. Because <laughs> mm-hmm, I listen mm-hmm. to the Xbox Drive so much, and that—that <laughs> that is always the thing that sticks out to me. When I think Xbox Drive, I think the man on the moose. The man on the moose. Mm-hmm. You better are. believe they put a man on the moose. <laughs> a man on the moose. So with that, Sean Capri, host of the Xbox Drive, thank you for bailing us out today. No problem. You've been a guest. I think you've been like the number one guest. On number the show. one guest, definitely. Yep. So, yep. So most people don't need. An explanation of who you are. But for those who do, who are you? Where they can, can they find you before we start this beautiful show? My name is Sean. Sean Capri. Sean Lake Connery. Capri like the pants. You can find me on Twitter. Just Sean Capri. And yeah, man, uh, on Thursdays are a great day. You know, Thursdays, the trophy room drops. Usually um, the Xbox drive drops as well. That's the show that I do. I record it while driving in a car. I get a little drive through at McDonald's just to prove it. And, um, yeah, man, I think our, our shows kind of coexist nicely on Thursdays. You get a little Xbox yeah. taste, you get a little PlayStation taste, and it's super fun, man. Yeah, and today we're getting a little taste of both because mm. a lot of these topics kind of coalesce within both of our ecosystems. And there's a surprise topic that actually Kyle brought up to us that is going to be really fun to talk to you about because you've been able to go to E3 and yeah. not me. So with that, before we start the show, it's time for a little thing called the Patreon pitch. Of course, if we ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, whatever the case may be, it really does mean a lot if you could toss a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. And these are the amazing people that make this show happen each and every week, starting with our platinum producers, Todd Burowitz, our gold producers, Chaotic, Goffrey, uh, Chaotic Monkey, Gavin Gottfried, Griffin West, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, and Metal Kirby. I want to thank our Silver Plus members. Hide indoors, Marcus O'Neill. Oh, it's just Ray. JB the Purple Monkey, Jadus Von Metal, Tim Ulf, and <laughs> Justin Rodriguez. Thank you all so much for supporting us the way you do. And with that, Sean, are you ready to square up the news? I'm a little... Uh, can I just say, I'm a little beside myself right now. I'm on the trophy room like yeah, so many right. people would kill for this opportunity man i just you get a little giggle for me like when i'm listening to the show i, I was waiting for the fun metal i was waiting for it dude i just uh yeah so yes i am ready to square up the news but i'm having a little moment yeah. here 
Good. Well, I'm going to have a little dyslexia moment reading the news because Kyle's usually so great at it and me, not so much. But you know what? I'm going. Here we go. I got your back. All right. Okay. Third grade English teacher. (laughs) I'm about to show you who's boss. (laughs) Cyberpunk 2077's PlayStation Return is completely up to Sony, says CD Projekt Red. This comes from Rebecca Valentine over at IGN, and she writes the following. It's been over 100 days since Cyberpunk 2077 was removed from the PlayStation Store, and CD Projekt Red says it's up to Sony as to when the game finally returns. In an investor Q&A call today, the game's removal was brought up by a shareholder with CD Projekt Red saying that the studio was still patching the game in earnest. But ultimately, the decision to return to the storefront is in Sony's hands. SVP of Business Development, Mitchell Novoskoski, and I'm sorry I butchered that name, I know I did, specifically referenced the recent 1.2 patch, saying each update brings the game closer to re-release on the PlayStation uh, Store, but did not give a specific timeline. The quote says, however, the final decision, you have to understand, belongs to Sony, he said. We do believe we are closer But, of course, the final call is theirs, so let's wait and see. CD Projekt Red had a number of other cyberpunk-related announcements today as part of a strategy uh, update presentation today, including plans to develop two AAA games revolving around The Witcher and cyberpunk franchises simultaneously beginning in 2022, and promises of better marketing strategies, an update or delay or cancel even of the Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer wow what a story this has been sean wow keeps have going you even, <laughs> have you even like remembered or, or maybe even forgotten that this game has been delayed on playstation i for actually forgot You're, yeah good yeah. point i actually forgot that this was not available i mean i mostly removed the game from my like i don't know my 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 thought to be honest with you it's not it's not really anything i don't want to like slam unnecessarily on the game and there's there's yeah. plenty of shade that has been thrown and probably will continue to be thrown to to cyberpunk but i totally forgot you couldn't even buy this game it, and the right. way that the patch notes kind of came out and for anybody who wants to see what like 70 uh, 750,000 <laughs> words look like it looks like patch notes for uh, session uh, patch 1.2 so but I, as an xbox fan coming into the playstation chatterbox Good for PlayStation for this, dude. Honestly, what did, you know, and I was listening to the Xbox Empire and they were talking about it today and like just kind of, they're going through and going like, this is maybe now bringing the game to be a playable state. What a horrendous, what a horrendous launch this was. And I don't know that I've seen anything quite like that. And I don't know that I've ever seen any, anything quite like it being deplatformed. And I'm like, Mm kind of good for them. Kind of good for PlayStation. (laughs) Now, when you say that, when when it was originally delisted, a lot of, like, I saw some Xbox folks out there going, I like that Xbox gives me the choice if I want to make a mistake with my money or not. Uh, so I'm, almost, like, I'm, I'm not saying, like, one or the other is doing the right, right. Like, the correct thing, but, I'd like, it's it's a very bold move for PlayStation to take it off the store. But it's, like, it it's it's such a weird, it, it's very loaded, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it, um, it was a very bold move for PlayStation because CD Projekt was very bold in their in their marketing and how they talked about what this game was. And I mean, they're, they should have delayed it a year. This is not a new yeah. thing that's being said, but it's like, it's so it's becoming more and more clear with every week and every month that passes by. We're now into April as we record this. It's like the game is now getting 1.2, which gets it to a state that still isn't really the game. We thought we were going to get back in whatever mm-hmm. November, or October. Um, 
Yeah, dude. So I don't, it's, it's an absolute disaster. And now where they're even saying, like, yeah, remember the multiplayer was going to be its own separate game? Well, uh, who knows? Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> if that's I'm... even coming out. Like, even their, their whole strategy, like, marketing strategy was, like, maybe we talk about the game when it's closer to launch, and maybe we don't do whatever we did with Cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, and I think it really was... When you look at it, it was just a monster of hype that was just uncontrollable, unsustainable, and unrealistic on all levels. And they still, the the bosses knew what 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 they had, or maybe was just illusioned of what they didn't have, and just went with it anyway, thinking, "Oh, we'll patch it like The Witcher Three was," and that just never mm-hmm. came to fruition. It's just so fascinating because I I remember thinking about playing the game again i was like maybe maybe i give it another chance and it's going oh right right it's not on the playstation store right that said nagachaka writes in he go and nagachaka Nagachaka. uh, he writes cd project red thinks they're one step closer of getting cyberpunk 2077 back on the playstation store with the latest patch do you think sony will ever let cyberpunk 2077 back into their digital store if so when if not how come is Sony really focused on the game's quality, or is this a mean of teaching CD Projekt Red a lesson yes. for how they handled the refunds? Oh, you think it's Sony's being vindictive? Yes. Oh, definitely. That that has yeah. to be part of it, especially because because when it when it, they did the same thing across the board for PC. Well, PC had a weird uh, situation as well, but certainly for Xbox and for PlayStation. But Xbox was already set up for this. This this when they came on said like reach out to whoever for refunds. Like Xbox is like okay, we already have that system in place. We have the protocols yeah. and everything. And Sony's like. No, we don't. And no, you can't. Like, I, I do think that, that that kind of puts them on the back burner. It's, it, there's not a priority for it. And that now that it's outside of the launch window, you got to wonder if Sony's even incentivized to, to put it back on the, on, the, on the storefront because, like, are they going to make anything on this? Like, it, yeah. there's a quality control there. But, yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of the, – the, the argument, counter-argument to that is that there's a lot of busted-ass games that make it onto the PlayStation Store. And that, that's kind of the point I was trying to make before is that the blunder on CD Projekt's side matches the reaction from PlayStation. The blunder yeah. was so massive. It was bigger than probably anything that we've seen, which prompted a response that kind of unlike that anything we've ever seen from PlayStation side. Yeah. So I actually forgot about that too, the whole refunds thing. Like, I just – it's crazy because I think I saw somebody tweet just a couple of weeks ago. It's like, remember when we thought this was like the no-brainer game of the year? It was going to yeah. be game of the year. We weren't even thinking about that. And I've done a lot of reflection on this over over the months and over the weeks of how did it get to that point? Because it was very similar, I would say, with No Man's Sky. I don't know if this is a very popular opinion, but a lot of people were ready to you know, hang Sean Murray by the toenails and because of all the things that he promised. And I, my recollection of No Man's Sky before that came out was – they're not telling us anything. They're not they're, They don't, we don't know what this game is. We don't understand it. Yeah. And I feel like it's actually kind of similar with, with this one was we just got Keanu Reeves cyberpunk. And it's like, we knew <laughs> the theme of the game, but we hadn't really seen anything of it. And this just kind of happens every once in a while. Like a game becomes part of the zeitgeist. And it's like, you're saying cyberpunk, the name is kind of cool. And I don't know why else. Like, I guess Witcher had something yeah. to do with us getting hyped for this game, but there wasn't really anything in my recollection, nothing too specific. A dude got a right. chair. Those chairs look pretty dope. And Keanu, <laughs> why yeah. were we so hyped about this game? I just think that we should all be doing a lot of reflection on this because history yes. will repeat itself, my friend. 
Absolutely. And I think you're 110% right. Is like we often as gamers get way too ahead of ourselves and letting the hype and that one trailer just captivate us so much. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, those lead to the theory videos, the what ifs for right. however many long it, it, it takes for that game or that even thing, pop culture to come out. And it never, I feel like never lives up to expectations because we're always expecting something wildly different. Yeah. And we definitely did. And this leads into Jedi Master Ren's question. Piggying back off of Nagachaka, do you think Cyberpunk will ever be redeemed at this point? Or has CD Projekt Red tarnished and soiled the name of the franchise with its rollout? Also, can we trust them to work on two projects at once uh, as they claim they're doing so in 2022? Is there a redemption story? For CD, for, I definitely for think game. so. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think there's a redemption story here. It's not guaranteed, but I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility either. But they have to earn it. Like, I mean, gamers have a short memory in most cases. Like the fact that I forgot that this was not on the PlayStation Store <laughs> is a, is an element. And I'm also a special special case. My brain is Swiss cheese at the best of times. Oh, same here, dude. Especially today. But but I, I we know the pedigree. Like there is the pedigree of the of the studio, and it's not like Bioware where everybody's leaving. You know, it's still a lot of the same brain trust that's over there at CE Project. So I do think that there's, I do think that there is a redemption story here, but we will be very, we'll monitor this situation very closely. You know, <laughs> we really yeah. will. And I think that the, the, there's all these patches the hot fixes and the big patches that are, that are happening. And I'm holding off. I'm not even paying any attention to whatever the next yeah. patch is. It's not until they get the next gen patches same. or the next gen release, whatever you want to call it. Um, to when I really look at this game as okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm actually going to play it, and I will I will kind of evaluate at that point. I'm in, I'm yeah. a little jealous of the people who will be able to like play it along the way and see it evolve. I just I ain't got that kind of time, man. Same here, especially in a game like that. Like when we talk about like when it, it, or if this game's coming back, it's definitely coming back this year. Um, you know, talking to Kyle earlier, he thought, oh, holiday. That's when we're getting on the PlayStation. Store. Yeah. I think a little sooner. I definitely think next patch rolls around, we're going to see that roll out. But I personally am going to wait till the next-gen patch. So maybe you do sit on it and kind of say, you know what? When the PS5 patches out, we'll roll it out. That's when this thing's ready. And honestly, like, can can there be a redemption? Absolutely. I don't think Cyberpunk is in a f- Anthem situation like Bioware is in, yeah. where they're like, you know, uh, running out of ideas, it seems, <laughs> and, and personnel. But like, I think that they're in, they're in a, a position where this is a defining moment, right? Like, this is the reflection point. Uh, where do they go? Is it yeah. to mediocrity and it can't be salvaged? Or is it to, hey, this was the stumble. This was the learning, uh, block that we needed. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing that's, really interesting to me so i think they can do it witcher was and is a fantastic game i think cyberpunk there's definitely something there but you're right like oftentimes marketing people unboxing chairs gets ahead of us and maybe, we get too maybe. excited i, I mean i don't and apparently witcher came out in rough shape as well i didn't i wasn't on board with that launch and i don't know if it was quite this disastrous and certainly there wasn't quite it as was much hype not I like I remember that launch being rough, but it wasn't like this is unplayable. Yeah, there's no AI in the yeah exactly. Yeah, just everything on the on the point of like when will it come back or when will Sony let it back on? They're in total control here. Whenever it works best for Sony, right? Like I don't know if there's a moment in their calendar where they go, be good to have a big release here. 
right? Like if they look at like what they know is coming out and they go, there's a bit of an opening here. You can come back at this point. It's got to work for Sony, I think. And, and they hold all the cards. Yeah. And rightfully so. It's their store, you know, and you're, you're the one that made them look bad. <laughs> yeah. That said, let's talk about bad luck. Sean, you're an Xbox guy. Oh. You're going to take glee in hearing this because you're a real vindictive son of a bitch. Oh. <laughs> Sony confirms PS3 and PS Vita. Sorry. PlayStation confirms PlayStation 3, PSP, and Vita stores will close in July and Vita follows in August. Rumors started circulating this week. This comes from Rebecca Smith over at PS Lifestyle. Uh, that Sony store would be closed uh, or closing the PS3, PSP, and P- PS Vita stores. Sony has now confirmed that both PS3 and PSP stores will be closing on July 2nd with Vita to follow on August 27th. Here's the features that you'll still be able to access and the things that you'll lose out on the features that you'll be able to access are being able to re-download your previously purchased content, access to previously purchased video and media content, redeem your games or your PlayStation plus vouchers, re-download and play uh, claimed games through the PlayStation plus app Uh, features. You will lose. You will no longer be able to purchase any PS3 PS Vita. PSP content, including games and video content. You will no longer be able to make in-game purchases on those platforms, and you will no longer be able to redeem PSN wallet fund for those platforms as well. <sighs> so problem. Right? What are your thoughts on this, man? <laughs> a lot of thoughts. This is this is this is a a, a discussion that requires a podcast, not a tweet. Mm-hmm. I'm actually yeah. like, I don't know about you, but lately I've just been like kind of abstaining from from commenting on Twitter about really any of this stuff. It's just yes. impossible. It's absolutely impossible. A uh, lot of thoughts. Number one, I haven't bought a PS Vita game in a, quite a long time. I've, yeah. I love my Vita very, very much. Um, might be sending it to a friend for maybe modding at this point, but who knows? <laughs> nice. We'll see. Yeah. I have a lot like, uh, as somebody who is really just trying to like, get control of and, and keep things under control not not hoarding too many things and i don't yeah. i don't go to like garage sales and go like look at this amazing thing and just like bring it on over there comes a time when you just got to cut ties so there's that there's that part of me yeah. however there are some amazing games especially on ps3 and and vita I, i'm not i have a, a psp but i'm not as familiar with that library um, but I feel like for some reason that the Vita is the one that holds up maybe the best of the three. When I fire up my Vita, it works. When I fire up my PS3, yeah. it doesn't really work all that all that great. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if Xbox wasn't doing what it's doing, and have they've made a number of comments this week as well, and almost in response to this, then if Xbox isn't doing what they're doing, then this doesn't look quite as bad. But Xbox right. has been pretty clear about what they want to do and how they want to treasure uh, game preservation and, and put that on a, on a pedestal. Then Sony comes and does this. It's like, it's not a good look no matter how you spin it. But how it's going to impact people, I think, is is interesting. At least it's not as bad as they just killed off Mario. I mean, there's that thing. There's <laughs> that whole true. situation. Nintendo literally killed a guy today. They just, he's <laughs> dead. He's got, like, he's buried. Done. Oh, my God. What are we going to do about Peach? But, I mean, I have to think about Kyle. Like, what would Kyle yeah. say? Kyle's going to be a little, little, <laughs> little sad about this. And Here's it, the thing. In, in our reaction is is Sean is like is kind of what we'll, we'll get to Z Child's question in a second here is like kind of let the past die kill it if you have to a lot of the games that are the mainstream games that 
have that we love so very much and we hold so very dear those games that usually define the generation defy the generation and usually you get all those different ports of of whatever game like i'm playing resident evil 4 right now yeah that's from the gamecube generation i'm playing it on my ps5 like a lot of those games i think will live on but at the same exact time a lot of those games that aren't your uncharted's you know, are going to be left at the wayside. And it sucks, I think, more so for the Vita, because for the PS3, you look at it, right? I mean, it's easy to think of digital games now, but, like, digital games in the sixth generation was not nearly what it is today in terms of audience. We were mostly buying our games physical. And so, like, for me, it's just like, well, we're usually buying our games digital, or, sorry, physical anyway, so that doesn't really affect me. Same with PSP. Um, unless you want to buy the Chappelle show season two, <laughs> the PSP store, you locked out. But like the Vita is the one where it was the home of the Indies for a very long yeah. time. And my yeah. question for you, it comes from Z child. Does the closing of the legacy stores change your perception of Jim Ryan? I know it's not 100% his decision, but he's the face running the show. It seems like since he's been running things, he's adopted a let the past die kill it if you have to approach we know he stated in the past about how he feels about old titles and i think he's been great for pushing things forward but i wonder if he is disregarding legacy in an attempt to push things yeah. further uh, at least it seems that way when comparing him to past playstation leads do you think it is like let the past die who gives a shit about apex apex escape so, <laughs> uh so you know what i started with is I, I'm not terribly affected by this and all of that stuff, but and and maybe what lightens the load a little bit more is that um, those stores are locked to those devices. It's not yeah. like they're those that you could access that store or those games and then play it on a newer device, like bring things forward, which is where mm-hmm. things are going. I think in Xbox Land and and certainly on PC, like. For this to really, really hurt, it's like if you were still playing your Vita and then they closed it, right? right. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it changes my perception. I feel like this is this locks in and confirms my perception of Jim Ryan. Like this is on brand for him. Um, I don't know that it. But with all this said, all, everything I've said so far, it, I don't think that this is really great for games, though. You yeah. know, and I, I also feel bad for anybody developing games for Vita right now. Like PSP and PS3 are long gone, but people are still developing games for Vita. Kyle, I, I mean, Kyle hi, Sean, hi. That's happened today. So. Uh, Vita storefront uh, is closing, but Sony has given developers uh, the dev kits to the Vita. I think actually this is this is Metal Kirby's question. Actually, some developers are crunching to finish their games, while others yeah. cancel their games outright. Yeah, I don't play my Vita that often. I don't get why Sony is more or less killing it, and my PSVR is collecting more dust, and yet Sony is making new tech and games for the Vita. Mm-hmm. Sorry, VR. As a Vita fan, I'm sad, and my wallet cries for physical games that will surely sh- uh, skyrocket in price. That's a really, really great touchstone there, because it's like, dude, you just sold developers a developer kit for the Vita a month ago, and now you're announcing it's dead. Yeah. Yeah, is it a sell? Is, do they sell the the dev kits? Is that the? I don't know what the arrangement is. Like, are they provided, or do developers buy no, these the, dev kits? Like, usually, like they buy them, or like there's a. Shit that's even worse. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's, that's, that's awful. where I'm actually pissed. Mm-hmm. Like on the other hand, it's like, well, you are making games for the Vita. 
<laughs> you know, like what, where, where was the, what level was that game at? You know what I mean? I know that sounds like a really dick thing to say, but like the Vita is, I think around six, seven years old, if if memory serves. Yeah, it it just doesn't seem time. to be. In my mind, it's not like if one of these things is not like the other. The Vita is different from PS3 and and PSP in that like. Mm-hmm. Vita is the last standing uh, mobile, the handheld thing. Like PSP yeah. is so far removed. Kill, like if you're going to kill the stores, like that one makes sense to me. PS3 makes sense. You're on the five now, right? Like, but the yeah. Vita literally still has games being made for it. Like that's the one that just doesn't quite add up to me. And it seems that's where it's like seems aggressive, right? Where it's oh, just, yeah. <laughs> like, don't point the gun at it. Like he's he's fine. He's not going to hurt anybody. He's fine. He's like he's yeah. got to die. Like he's just don't. <laughs> why are you going out of your way to to murder this thing? It's too bad. Yeah. Now, I, and I, I do, I do agree to a certain extent because I think selling the devs these dev kits and not giving them a warning, going, "Hey, we're going to close this down in in August," is a shit move, and Sony should be ashamed. Yeah. But at the same exact time, um, I'm not too terribly like concerned for the Vita because, yeah, I think as portables go, Sony gave up on that thing a year after its release. Yeah. And didn't really try that hard to really revive it. And as for like PSVR. Sony still sees a future in that. They see a really high attach rate with that headset as well. And they see that maybe there is a market here that someone hasn't tapped in. Sirens are on our end, by the way. Someone's being arrested. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, someone's in trouble. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm kind of thinking here is I think PlayStation, Sony as a whole sees a future in VR. Mm-hmm. They don't see a future in a dedicated handheld. Now that we have the Azure servers, we're having xCloud, we're having these streaming services beamed on our phones. I think Sony sees that's really the future of handheld, whereas PSVR or VR in general doesn't have a defined point yet. And that's why they're going there. Yeah. It's just an overall take on the situation where, and I, I'm sure Kyle has mentioned this on, on either last week's show or the week before, like you could play PlayStation one games on your Vita. Right. Yeah. And as much as we want to say like old games, who cares? And you got to cut the pass off. And you got to move on, blah, 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 man. There's something real special. I, I remember the feeling of going onto the Vita store and buying some of those old games. I'm like, I can't believe I've got this. And just for that to be removed and in the world of PlayStation where you guys have the history, like this is backwards from how it should be. Yeah. Xbox, like, people often ask me like, what what original Xbox games you want brought back to backwards compatibility? I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, it's like dead we to rights Halo. and maybe. And like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like Ryan Turford will rattle off like, I don't know, some Buffy the Vampire game or something you know like the history it's just not it's not comparable as much as i love the the platform i play on it's not do you hear that siren do you hear that siren maybe there's a fire (laughs) oh my god like like close that siren went off yeah that's siren went off real like it was there Uh, are you gonna be okay now it's going listen if the building's on fire we'll find out eventually someone's gonna store this shows it's not meant to come out dude I don't think so. This episode is that cursed. Said, nah, nah, the siren's gone. Don't worry. The fire people, they they, they dealt with it. Fire the fire people. people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Awesome, Dave. The last question on this subject. Writes in with a... That's the tube. He's putting his question in the... Oh, the pneumatic tube. tube. The, yes, yes. Yeah, Sony Pony Express, mm-hmm. where you send all your questions in. You can send them in via PS Trophy Room on Twitter, or send your questions in via our Discord server. Anyway. With the legacy stores closed down, 
What games from each of these affected systems would you like to see ported or remastered Ooh. on the PlayStation 4 slash PlayStation 5? Now, you're going to shit all over this, I think. He says, Kyle, so pretend you're Kyle for a sec. Before you answer, I too would like to see Resistance series come back from another, uh, for, uh, blah, come back. But other than the greatest FPS series ever, what else would you like to see from the PS3 era? What is a game that you, Mr. Xbox, would like to see from the PS3 era? PS3 era? Yeah, from the PS... Yeah. Jason! Mastered on the PlayStation 4 or, you know, 5. Um, Have you read? No, Infamous. I want I want my Infamous games. I think the, 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 they're back, Joe. Yeah, they're, they're back. back. Now, they, this, one, this one zipped. We're fine. Uh, Infamous is, is the hot. first... Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry, we're still on that. <laughs> There's a lot of smoke surrounding me, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> Sorry, go for it. Infamous. Infamous. Infamous is a uh, is probably the first one that comes to mind. Yeah, like those those first yeah. two, first two games. Was that PS3, dude? Like time. Like what is even yeah. time anymore? Yeah, that was PS3. Yeah, because I think I'm right I, there with you. I think um I think I like actually Second Son more than most people. To be honest with you, really? Yeah, I love that game. I'm like they got a lot of hate, but I really I really enjoyed those games. I enjoyed it. I remember not loving it like I think I did, but like, yeah, I, like I really. Yeah, I know I am number one. Um, <laughs> I love the beanie that the game came of with. Course. That's the most remember, memorable thing. I would like, though, um, you know, Infamous to come back because those are games that I missed from my from my PlayStation days, and those what? are games that I would. I know, dude. I am a fake fan. Fake I fan. I, dude, I'm the worst. So those are games that I would like to revisit and kind of see what all the hubbub was about because I remember. When I had my PlayStation 3, remember, I'm a broke, you know, kid, and I worked at GameStop, so I would just be playing games, mm-hmm. you know, from, like, you know, borrow, take a game, leave a game type of thing, and I would never be able to finish most games, and Infamous was one of those infamous games Son that I never gun. got to beat, you know. Son of a gun. What about, um, well, bring back Mag. You gotta bring back Mag. Mag is Massive terrible. action game. <laughs> Mag was pretty, terrible. Pretty bad. <laughs> I picked it up and I'm like, immediately, I'm, I don't know where I am. What's going on? This is a mistake. Yeah, no this good. This is honestly a mistake. Uh, but yeah, Infamous is definitely number one. And you know what? Just for Kyle, let's let's give him resistance. No. Just, no. It's it. a, <laughs> I mean, maybe with a different controller, I could maybe, I could maybe live with it. With I will say, I, I also platinumed the resistance game on Vita. By the way, oh really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When it, I, I think it came oh, to PlayStation right. Plus not too long ago. I mean, maybe I a year so. or two ago, and that gave me the online pass that I needed to play one multiplayer match in order to get the platinum because I had it used. I didn't have the online pass. I used to sell those separately, and I needed mm-hmm. one multiplayer match to get that there platinum, man. All right, now this is good news for us, Kyle. God damn it, Wow. <laughs> Swear my brain is. Do I sound tired? Sean Did I start the show free. by saying I'm tired, I'm not feeling great? Is that a, is that a maybe, hallmark? Maybe, maybe. Listen, PlayStation Plus games for April, Days Gone. Banging. Oddworld Soulstorm. Yeah. And Zombie Army 4 Dead War is coming sure. out. Those are your games with not gold. Uh, those are your PlayStation Plus games for April. Yeah, I bring this up. Yeah, Sean. Hi. Games with gold guy. <laughs> it's rough for you guys. Out for your eyes. <laughs> what do you got? Marbles, a hoop, and a stick. Marble. <laughs> <laughs> Every month, I feel terrible for the Xbox folks because they're just like, we got. 
the schemes with gold service. Just get rid of it. We don't even want. We don't want it. We, we stopped covering it. The Xbox Drive yeah. and the Xbox Empire. We don't cover these games anymore, dude. It, it's oh my god. And meanwhile, PlayStation Plus. It's looking pretty good for us, man. I mean, really I mean, the I'm bar. Really okay, it. just let's just get it under control here, okay? Okay. Y'all All have right. spent like the last however many years, months, whatever, going like Days Gone is whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. so then when it becomes a free game, you can't go. We got the gay Days Gone game. Like, just chill, okay? It's mm-hmm. better than than Games with Gold will give you with that. But um, Odd World, we've all been. Pooping all over that game every time we see Lauren Landon come up on whatever uh, PlayStation spotlight they want to put them on. We're like, enough is enough. And then it shows up on the graphic that goes, this is a free game you get next month. Everybody's like, yeah, Oddworld. Like, shut up, dude. Every- <laughs> Y'all have been pooping all over this game for months. Nobody, every, every, every time I hear it pop up, everybody goes, why are they still making these games? And then yeah. it shows up for free on this thing. It's like, take that, Xbox. Like, take it easy all right <laughs> our games are bad but you can't be talking all about this good stuff about odd worlds like it's something you've been wanting this entire time because you haven't it's, it's it's something i've never wanted in my life thank but you sean real talk i'll try it now it's on playstation 5 why not it's free. i'm waiting trust me i'm waiting for the moment for people to like play it and go shit this game's actually pretty good <laughs> like i'm waiting for it i'm sure it's actually like just because of the how much crap this game has taken yeah. Uh, I I am positive it's actually going to be pretty fun, and I can't okay. wait for it. Yeah, dude. I yeah, I hope it is. Again, it's a game that I would have never played. When I come when it comes to Days Gone, though, a lot of people were also giving this shit because not only is it Days Gone, and it's a solid seven when I played it, solid seven. It's the fact that this is also on the PlayStation Five collection, mm. so it's like, did you really though? <laughs> did you? Oh, really I didn't realize that. Game? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Dude, like as somebody who is, I'm indoctrinated in the Game Pass ways, man. I I like not having to pay for games, and I like like being able to play seven and sevens and eights. Uh, not and there's obviously like eights and nines on Game Pass, but um, not having to pay for games is sweet, and they give you that chance to, to, I think, play games for what they are and not for what you paid for them or have any other expectation mm-hmm. around them. Like that, you're just like here they are. You can just play this. You don't have this regret of. I paid nine a year is like ninety dollars for this game, so I should probably like it more than I do. I kind of regret buying this game. Like you have that attachment to it, and it's so it's so funny because we often hear these these cries in the comments like um, people who review games get games for free, so you can't really put a, an yeah. honest view out there. And it's like you can't put an honest view out for a game if you paid eighty, ninety, seventy dollars, whatever it is for this game either, because you have a dollar attachment to it as well. That's skewing your opinion for it as well there's there's Absolutely. studies on that but so i don't even know what the point was i think people will enjoy days gone getting it for free and i'm one of those people i will enjoy playing this game i like, getting it, for I like free. that you're like f you guys eat shit days gone it sucks and then you're like i'm gonna enjoy this game. i mean i'll <laughs> take it i'll take it i'm just i'm just saying in the in the in the in the battleground of like eat shit yeah. xbox games with gold oh yeah. nah, uh, uh, uh. but i mean it looks fine as a free game i'll tell you i'll take it absolutely why wouldn't i All right. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you, Sean? I'm a complex dude, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I love you so much. Returnal. Let's talk about Returnal. Okay, now, all right, I got you intrigued. Returnal has gone gold. This comes from Housemark on Twitter. Returnal has finally gone gold. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. A huge (laughs) thanks to the team and everyone 
at Housemark PlayStation Studios and all other teams involved. We can't wait to have this out soon and for every player out there to experience the planet of Atriops. I'll remember how to pronounce that name eventually. Not important. April 30th. Where's where's your meter on Returnal? Because you don't have a PlayStation Five. You're a fake fan. Fake fan. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 pumped on Returnal. Yeah. Like I every. It's been warming me up. Every trailer I'm seeing, it's looking more action arcadey to me. Yeah. And I'm just I'm digging it. Like I'm really liking what the idea, the scope of this game is. Yeah. As you know? a, as a fan of this podcast and as a listener, every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, Shame on you and Kyle for not being hyped on this game from the start. Oh, fuck me! You're shame, shame on you know. I said shame on you. Shame on you. It's more, more, right. more emotional, more hurtful. Uh, <laughs> it's deeper. It's like a disappointment. It's true. It's true. House Mark. They Sony should put a ring on this. And right. if in in Xbox line, this would be a purchased studio, and the games would come out day and date on Game Pass, and that would actually be the best fit for it. I don't necessarily want to get into the the value dollar value of this type of game versus that type of game, but yeah. Housemark is one of, if not the best. I would say in there, it's in the it's in the it's in the group of best developers for PlayStation. Yep. There's not, I think, um, Next Machina is a game that is criminally underplayed, criminally underrated. It's excellent. Resogun, absolutely amazing. This studio has earned the pedigree for Sony fans to go. Oh, Housemark, you say? Oh, really? Tell me more. Let me play day one. I, I'm I'm not entirely sure where the the hesitation came from on this game. It looks incredible. The game, like gameplay first, give it to me, man. This game yeah. looks awesome. And every time they show, like right from the start, I was like, I'm in, and I am with you. I will agree with you to say every time they have shown me something more, I've gotten a little bit more and more excited. But I was like, yeah. right from the start, dude. I think this game looks excellent. Yeah, they they had the, an exclusive sneak peek from from PlayStation. PlayStation got the exclusive. Oh, good for them! How they how they locked that down? Very impressive. I don't know, impossible. Yeah. But um, they they the one thing that intrigues me with this game is how the ch- controller is going to play with it. Like you haven't felt the adaptive triggers. You haven't seen God yet, the way I have. <laughs> See again, Sean. You haven't done it. The cool thing about the L two button. <laughs> Right, that they talk about in this preview is when you close it halfway, mm. it zooms in, and then when you fully uh, close down on the trigger, it has its alternative fire. And when you keep holding down on it, and it needs to like recharge because there's no reloading in this game, you actually feel like the vibration charging up from the controller into the trigger. So what's it? What it's, is it like paying sixty dollars for a sex toy in your hands? Like what exactly? Honestly, seems overpriced. People don't judge you when they see it. You know what I mean? So, like mm. they're like, "Oh, that's just a controller." They it. don't know what happens yeah. Yeah. when the lights turn off. But like that's that actually that's sounds a really, really cool thing. Yeah, yeah. No. is the alternative fires from the triggers and the adaptive triggers is not just like a gameplay gimmick. It's actually acting as like a a secondary button, yeah. almost like when you're with the analog stick, right? You're moving it around, but when you press down on it, you either crouch or you like hit or whatever the case is. It's really cool. Kind of like kind of like the GameCube game, controllers. Yeah. You could kind of like squeeze them in a little bit, but obviously yeah. there's no feedback to it. Yeah, I didn't like that one very much, though. No, I didn't like no. that controller. <laughs> Good help, GameCube. <laughs> so where do you think this game's gonna lie uh, at a- April 30th oh, when it comes man. out? I don't this know anything else. Situation. Uh, I don't know what else is coming out. No, no. I mean, God of War is in its own. Its own. I feel like yeah, this game could beautiful. maybe catch fire, but every time I hear people talk about it, it's 
It's neither with it's with a, like it's apathetic. Indifference. It's yeah. People just don't seem to care, and I don't understand what happened. Um, and I don't know that there's anything else coming out that's like drawing attention away from it. Like I can't yeah. quite put my finger on it. Though I will relate it to um, kind of like what Remedy was for Xbox for many years, where there were games that were coming out for the good quality games, and Xbox fans just didn't really rally or didn't move the needle alan wake has a lot of nostalgia to it but when it didn't sell incredibly well and uh quantum break similar type of thing very good game and people are like we don't really want it and i feel it's very similar with housemark over here and y'all won't realize what you had until maybe they walk away and maybe something happens to it to them but this game mm. looks really good i have no doubt that uh reviews will come out and gameplay is going to be great um but it just seems maligned for the, the the something about it seems like it hasn't quite hit with maybe the people who it should. It's so strange to me. Every PlayStation podcast I listen to is all the same. It's like, I mean, whatever, like Returnal. Like, what the hell? They, yeah. They didn't do I think it. Really, I think it really has to take off in a big way. I really do think this game has to impress because I, I think it's the art style that turns people off. I think the somewhat doom-ish ex- uh, aesthetic, like the 90s style that I feel like this game kind of has, doesn't work. Like the Prometheus-looking thing doesn't really work with people or vibe with people that much. So I think that's really the the biggest issue here. But like, I'm see, I'm trying, I'm reaching out. I like reaching it. out to you. Um, but from everything I've seen, like, it's, I, I believe in it. I have faith in it. I'm I just realized what it. it is. Here's the problem, What's Joe. That? It's okay. not... Behind the back, over the shoulder, third person action uh, with with the narrative driven. It's not it's it not is. your bread and butter. Well, that's what they're trying now. They're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Sony fans, they like a certain thing, and this mm. is presented as not that thing. This is very very different mm. from Ghost and Last of Us and God of War, like the the mature story. Like it's not, and it's not quite weird enough to be like a Kojima type of thing. Maybe it's it's. This is maybe why you start to see such similar types of games. Like, an, there's an identity to exclusive games on PlayStation. It's not um, like Ratchet gets to live all on its own. It's and it has history as well, so people kind of understand that. But maybe PlayStation fans just don't like change, man. Just don't change anything. Yeah, how dare you? Just make Horizon Zero Dawn forever. Exactly. <laughs> you say no, that. I, I really think it's just the aesthetic of the game, and I don't think it's been presented. I think what this game needs the most right now is a state of play. Not this like preview in a blog post. Give us a state of play, really breaking this down, just wrapping. I don't it know. Up you can. Nice I don't know. There's anything that you like can that. do to undo what has been done. I think the opinions mm. that people have are have been made. Maybe well, they're stupid opinion, Sean. I well, am. I think they're dumb too. I don't think that they're quite right. Maybe they just needed some silly like Kojima hype that didn't didn't make any sense. Like yeah. just say Housemark is making Returnal, and then then shut up. And just, like, give, like, these stupid little hints as to, like, what this is and build up some hype in, in this sort of, like, absence of information rather than trying to tell you why you should be caring about this game. I don't know. Um, I, I'm not a marketing expert. But yeah. whatever they did didn't land with the audience it needed to. Well, Sean, I, I hope you put your marketing hat on because we're about to investigate some breaking news into this podcast that is. Are you ready? Yeah. The VGC reports E3 2021 will be a digital event, and could be behind a paywall. This comes from Nibel. Nibel says, E3 stands for now, Electronic Entertainment Experience. 
the ESA wants to partner with NVIDIA to deliver on-demand streaming for game demos. The paid access pass could include extra access to those mentioned demos. The paid access is not set in stone yet, but they could backtrack. And as of uh, just a few hours ago, the ESA has come out going, whoa, nothing is being put behind a paywall, but we are going forward with a digital event. We'll give you real news when we're ready. Sean. Hi. All this stuff, digital event, game demos, from what we hear as well from the VGC, it seems like some game companies will be there, but it won't be what we know it as. Like You're not going to see Ubisoft drop all their games on this event, same with Microsoft or Bethesda or Sony or whoever. They'll be there, they'll offer some game demos, but again, you're not going to get the Keanu Reeves on stage moments. It's too bad. What are your thoughts on this, man? Do you Do you think that the ESA can adapt to the digital climate, or do you think Jeff Keighley with the Summer Game Fest may have the key that, uh, that really the key to the future of how we present games to consumers? I, <clears throat> I wonder about this a lot, and it breaks my heart to see E3 flounder so much. Um, I don't, I don't know what the right answer is. I, I love and I have always loved what E3 is and has been and what it has represented more than just like you get a whole bunch of game news. I just love that we all come together for it. Like it becomes an event that we can do our silly predictions. We can all do our things and take days off work and watch the conferences. Like it becomes more than just game news and we all sign up to be marketed to it's like it's actually kind of crazy when you think about it in that way oh yeah it's a, it's some like dystopian orwell's orwellian shit we sell it to me on. yes i will buy it all like <laughs> i don't like it's kind of strange in that way um but i don't i also don't know what the answer is i don't think that jeff Keeley is is the key either and it's not anything against him it's just it's the same reason that it can't be like why could it be Keeley and not the esa right like yeah. the, the thing is that and it's, it's been said before, any one of these companies can host their own thing now. They can do their own video stream, and, and they've, they've all been proving it. So I don't know why they would go, okay, no to ESA, but yes to Jeff Keighley. I don't know exactly what what he's going to be doing, unless there's some sort of like cross-pollination in the audiences that like somebody wouldn't be paying attention to maybe a Square presentation. But now I like mm. Jeff Keeley's involved, so maybe I'm paying a little bit more attention. It's that star <laughs> Jeff value. Jeff Keeley's is so cool. I don't he know. He has the backwards cap and everything, yeah. yeah. And the sneakers at the suit, he does, he pulls yeah. it off and he's very tall yeah. and Canadian and handsome. And it, like, Oh, is he Canadian? You better believe it. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what the. I don't know what the right answer is. Um, but I, I. I'm sad to see E3 go away. I don't know how they turn this thing around. To be honest with you. Yeah. But that's just kind of where we're at. I think. I think hearing the news here, it sounds really grandiose, and I just don't see it really necessarily paying off. Again, you know, ESA has come out and said, no, 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 it's it's a free event. Maybe paying for access if you're possibly a media person is maybe what VGC is alluding to. But for what we know, ESA has cleared up. They said, free event, free of charge, everyone welcome. But I'm with you here. I, I don't know what Jeff Keighley necessarily does that the ESA can't. I have a vague assumption that Jeff Keighley's organization is small but flexible, where the ESA is this big engrossing entity Mm. with boards, with people in charge that have different ideas that don't necessarily understand what 
makes an event tick. Yeah. And so when you're taking a look at an event, let's just say Xbox or PlayStation. Great. Two examples, right? They both want to do digital events. They don't want to overlap each other and steal each other's limelight, right? Or, or the chance of the limelight be stolen for them. They go to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, what's a good spot for us? And Jeff picks a spot for him. He goes, here's clear to land over here. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what I see to the Summer Game Fest being, you know, Jeff Keeley said it's not going to be over months. It's going to be over a few weeks of like, you know, here's a Ubisoft week. Here's a Xbox week. Here's a Bethesda week. Here's a PlayStation week is kind of the, how my brain's working there. But it's really just allowing everybody to have a more concise, you know, schedule. Because that is one problem with the, the you know, E3 being gone. is like nobody knows where the fuck to go. And everybody gets hyped up because they think they're going to have an E3 level of press event. But Ubisoft just shows you, you know, trailers of games that have already come out. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And so I think this allows all these publishers to kind of gather, gather together, have a festival... Uh, surround surrounding games, celebrating their games, but most of all, marketing their games in a more concise manner, in a more organized manner, without the fear of the spotlight being taken from them. I think that's what Jeff has in organizing digital events. I think with the Game Awards last year, it was a, a great display of what Jeff can do. Yeah. So I, I th- oh, I'm a fan. Huge, yeah. huge fan. I think as gamers, like if I'm just taking my my like business hat off, I'm just thinking as gamers, we actually should want E3 to come back because you got to think about over the last year, and of course, COVID impacts things a little bit. But um, the competition breeds better presentations. When you go, Sony, you're going to be right after Xbox. Like you better be able to bring it rather than mm-hmm. you can do it whenever you want. I felt like what we got over this last year feels a lot like. I mean, whatever. It's a Tuesday, like, live stream. Like, well, it'll be fine. You know, and if it's not, then, like, whatever. We'll get them next time type of thing. Like, there's bigger stakes involved with E3 that, as gamers, we should want them battling each other to go, like, impress me the most. Give me the most. And, of Mm -hmm. course, like, what I hear on podcasts all the time is going, is people leaning more on the side of the company to go, like, they won't want to do that. They won't want to compete with other people. Like, of course not. But as gamers, we should want them to compete. We should want them to go one up the other guy because it's right. a more entertaining for us, but also b like we get better results. We get better games out of that. We get a better mm-hmm. gaming experience out of that. So I'm kind of back on like the bring bring E3 back, but right. how how do they spin that in a way that's appealing to the platform holders and the publishers? And how how do you like Snyder cut that right? Like how do you how do you demand it? And I think if I think E3 has to exist. But it also has to adapt. And I think in the current climate, it makes it very hard to because the one thing that E3 definitely serves is where devs get to talk to and mingle with not just each other, but publishers. And how do you make that work in this new digital landscape that has been, you know, thrust upon everybody? Yeah, I think you bring influencers into it. Like somehow, I don't know exactly what that answer (laughs) is, but like how... You know, that it's it's typically a press event, which involves a whole bunch of people either sitting in the crowd or watching the video and then creating their own content from there. But like, how do you how do you bring those worlds just that much closer together? Right. I think Xbox tried that with the indie event like last week and it just felt inauthentic. Like we had like these like the you know, we had this one guy interview the director 12 minutes and then at the very end go. So is this a multiplayer game? Like, yeah. Whoa! Fuck me! Are you kidding me? Yeah. Or like you had the presenters miss 
pronounce the name of the game or, or miss, you know, like uh, say the title of the game wrong. Like it was just, I feel like influencers are, are, are great Monday morning quarterbacks is what we are. Well, sure. So showmen. I mean, yes, I'm not disagreeing with any of that. And <clears throat> we talked about, about a little bit of that on the Xbox drive as well. But that's also like saying, you know, the, they're the the game demos at a live presentation they freeze and they crash and then it's embarrassing or people trip over their words and it's embarrassing so let's do something yeah. else like it's the first time that they really did anything quite like that and i don't know that you should like throw out a, an idea just because the first time you tried it it didn't really quite work like i think sure. there might be something there and it could be as simple as you pick the wrong people but like how do you bring those worlds a little bit closer together i i would just like to see you know, the idea of it just being some of the games that don't typically get a spotlight, like how do you give them a spotlight? And so how do you partner people with and just picking the right game with the right influencer? I don't know. I'm not totally married to this idea, but I sure. just I, I want I, I do believe that the it's better for gamers if they all compete for a voice and a share and, a, and a, to win E3. This is what we always talk about. I think sure. getting away from that is actually worse for us as gamers. I want to win Summer Game Fest. That's what I want to do. How about how about Jeff Grubb's Summer Game Mess? That's, that's really that's really where we should be at. That's that's just you it. Like, what, what's the, the prize? Is it just like a, a bunch of scattered shit off just you know desk? What I hope it? I hope if um, what's the trophy? You just win how to use Microsoft Paint as well as Jeff Grubb does. Because he's an absolute <laughs> artist. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Picasso of our mm-hmm. era. Uh, the last bit of news here, Sean. Ghost of Tsushima movie in the works. This comes from PlayStation blog, Nate Fox himself. Sean, I'm excited, so I'm going to read this whole thing. I was debating if I should, but nay, I'm going to. All right. Ghost of Tsushima is now in the works. The idea of translating our game, this comes directly out of Nate's mouth, I assume. Translating our game into a new medium is exciting, and we are intrigued by the possibilities. To think we could be sitting in a theater someday, man, you and me both, watching Jin Sakai (laughs) up on the big screen is amazing. We'd all relive his tense transformation into the ghosts from a whole new vantage point. We are happy to partner with PlayStation, or sorry, Sony Pictures, to make this happen. Jin is is in very good hands with the film director, Chad Skidgitsky. I can't do Polish names, and I'm so sorry. I'm I'm offending everyone. Created something special with John Wick. His vision for what that could be, backed up by years of experience, combined with the uh, create of some of the finest action teams ever created. If someone could bring to life this razor sharp tension of Jin's combat, it's Chad. Also, I'm happy to say that we've sold more than 6.5 million copies of Ghost of Tsushima now, and that is roughly half of those people have made it through the entire game. Wow. Can you believe that? That's over 3.25 million times digital Mongols have been kicked out of digital Tsushima. Now, (laughs) I know I speak for everyone at Sucker Punch by sending a massive thank you to Ghost fans. Uh, Your... Support of for the game is what makes opportunities like a movie come true. It's been a true sincere pleasure checking out the photo mode images posted online and fighting alongside you in Legends. We're so happy to be on this ride for you. Oh my goodness, Sean. (laughs) I told this to Kyle when I got the news and I got really pumped. Every time I think of Ghost of Tsushima, I get just more enamored by how much I love that game. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, 
I truly think it was goddamn robbed of Game of the Year <laughs> last year. Although, congratulations, Last of Us Part Two, for making me cry so much. Um, but this is awesome news. What, what's your what's your take? Is are we gonna finally see a good video game movie? Is this what it's gonna take the John Wick director to do it? What do you mean finally? We got. Mortal Kombat back in 1995 or six or whatever it was. And every, ever since video games have been trying to recapture the magic that was Shang Tsung and friends <laughs> from Mortal Kombat in the nineties. Uh, <laughs> soundtrack. Friends. Shang Tsung and friends. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, I don't, I don't know if this is going to be it. I, I feel I, I have a couple feelings on this. Um, great director choice. Yes, let's yeah. get some quality filmmakers making these games. I think um, with PlayStation titles in particular, because they are so narrative heavy and so cinematic in nature, and they have been ever since Metal Gear Solid, that I don't want to play movies. I play games. Well, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna make that that point. It's just that the yeah. it's it's um the games come across with such high quality and polish when they're a game that when when they it, they have to be treated with that same triple A treatment when they're a movie, and they just haven't and i feel like that's been the disconnect is you have like some of the best franchises in games and they're like these games when sitting next to another game it's like that's a better game this is like ghost is like a standout game game of the year and you put it next to another movie and it's like it hasn't got the same resources it hasn't got the same treatment on the on the script or the cinematography has isn't quite there it's like that's the disconnect so as long as they 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 are able to give it everything they've got from a movie standpoint uh, and the same level of oomph that they gave it in the gaming, then then maybe it's got a chance. What I really think Sony is banking on here is one of these is going to land as like the Iron Man of gaming movies. And one of them is going to go, oh, snap, they can make a comic book movie. Or, oh, snap, mm-hmm. they can make a gaming movie. And then it unlocks like this whole, they got to be first to the punch. Are you talking PlayStation cinematic universe? Yeah. Well, I mean, not necessarily like a connected universe, but... Yeah, like when whatever, you know, the Sony Interactive Entertainment or whatever shows up at yeah. the start of a, of a game, it's like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. The same type of deal when a, when a Sony movie comes out. I feel like that's what they're going for. And they're just kind of throwing everything at it and going, one of these hopefully will land. And then they figure it out. It's kind of like, I mean, Iron Man is a good example or even the original right. Spider-Man with, um, with Tobey Maguire. I think you're... I, I think you're 110% right. I think if anyone could do it, it's PlayStation. Look, I think Sonic got very close for what it was. Um, even Detective Pikachu, though, that movie, oh boy, at the end. Um, yeah, boy. So I think they're starting, oh boy, like that. Like, it's not a good, oh boy. Um, I think they're starting to get it. What, what makes, or how to translate game to movie. But when you said, like, MCU, I couldn't help but think in my mind, you got the master hand sitting there like like Thanos and you got like Ellie with cap, you know, finger to the ear, mm-hmm. a portal open up is like, hey, kiddo. And I'm like, oh, ah. shit. <laughs> everybody's coming out of the portal. You got Mario coming out of the, you know, pipe or whatever the fuck that mm-hmm. guy does. You know, Jesus. I don't know he's dead. He's not coming. I don't out know. Nothing. Yeah. Rest in peace. The ghost of Mario. But yeah, uh, Famous Seamus writes in this question. With Ghost of Tsushima movie coming, what are your hopes for the movie? I'm excited for some action scenes since it's made by the director that made John Wick. I'm expecting some awesome sword fights. However, I'm wondering 
how they'll adapt a massive game like Ghosts into a two to three hour movie. First off, I'm not expecting a Godfather here. Three three hours is all movies are three hours now. Movies are generally too long. I would say. (sighs) How long is a perfect movie to you? Please don't say nine. How long was Armageddon? Whatever Armageddon was, (laughs) perfect. Let's see. I'll look that up. Let me see. How long? Stop. (laughs) It's probably like. Let's see. 118 minutes is my is my guess. 118 minutes. Two hours and 33 minutes. Was it really? It was two and a half hours long? Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. even close. Damn. Yeah. Deep felt impact, like it, it looked, it looked like it was so good. It was just like it flew by. Honestly, I think that's the perfect hour range is two hours and 33 minutes. It's I think little, you can tell a really – that's a good afternoon. You're spending it with your loved ones, but I get it. You have kids and that's ruined everything. I fall asleep at like an hour in on most things. Um <laughs> I don't like this is the thing. I, I just want a, like a beautiful like cinematic experience. Like and as somebody who I haven't actually played Ghost, so I can actually go into this and go, I know, what a fake fan. Um I can go into this and, and I don't have like the attachment. It's just like if it's a beautiful movie, then like it's all good. You know, it's I haven't read the book yet. You know, I just yeah. watched the Harry Potter movies. I didn't read the books. <laughs> Hopefully it can Man, be good. Doing both is a is a slog. That said, uh what I would want as a fan, as a massive fan. We have to understand what makes uh, the 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 movie ticket has to the the island has to play as a character, right itself. Um, you have to treat that island with the level of respect that Sucker Punch did. Traversing has to feel beautiful. You know, the one moment that I constantly think of is when Jin's you know with the horse going through the blossoms in the in, you know in the the blossom field in the very beginning. That moment is just so beautiful with the with the music over it. Um, there, you know, we're not gonna. Get, I'd probably get like a little like pat a fox here or there type of Easter egg, but we're not chasing birds in this movie, right? We're not getting an hour in and Jin's like, oh shit, a little bird. Okay, I can't wait for that to be the opening scene. Like credits roll, a little birdie flies exactly. around. I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna see what's up. I hope this um, is like Japanese Gladiator. Yes, you know. Oh fuck me! Like you core just relationships, me. right? Like that's. I mean, yes. it could it could it could work out. You got these one on one battles similar to Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You just that's you the winner. Just sold me. Yeah. You just sold. It that's it. Someone, someone hire Sean. Be a Hollywood producer. A Gladiator style Ghost of Tsushima movie. Put Russell Crowe in it. Russell Crowe could be the starring. <laughs> you want to fight? You want to fight? There's multiple problems with Russell Crowe being the main character. Oh yes, but, I but like now that he's very out of shape, I don't know if you've seen him. He's very out of shape, so He'll I'm be just fine. picturing him in like a in, in a samurai garb and just a stomach hanging out. <laughs> Actually, the lead actor has stated that he wants to reprise his role as Jin. Super cool, and he's willing to show ass for it. Ooh. I don't know if you know this, but when you enter the the the, the warm springs in Tsushima, he he he's nude and you see a little bit of his booty. Mm. He's got a coolie on him. He's got a coolie. You know? They should have put that on the back of the box. Maybe I would have played it a little sooner <laughs> than this. Give me the little yeah. that Witcher opening, uh, taking a bath. Uh, yeah, it's it's listen. It shows the Witcher whose butt is real fine. You know what I mean? It's gems. I would love for that to like for somebody to break that barrier that seems to be there for uh, either voice actors or motion capture actors, like people who are involved in the game to show up in the movies. You know, and and there's a lot of talk, I think, when Borderlands was uh, when when they're doing all their casting, uh, especially for like Claptrap, 
Um, mm-hmm. Could have been the same guy, although I guess that actor has his own issues or there's problems with with that. Yeah. But I would just love to see some of this kind of crossover. You know, some of these some of these voice actors are excellent and they should be in movies. Yeah, and I, I honestly, when I think of Jin, it is it is. I think his name is uh, Daske. I, I, I probably mispronounced it because I'm dumb. But yeah, like I would love to see him. He is the role. He is Jin. Yeah. Jin is stoic in nature. The only thing that I have, like, how the story's going to roll out, because as much as I love Gladiator, but it's, you know, uh, feudal Japan, the story is very much about the side characters. Mm. And so how are you introducing them and their side stories that really help define them as characters? That's something I'm really interested in, because it's yeah. very much the whole thing of Ghost. It's pretty much you are assembling the squad very much like Mass Effect 2 with the suicide mission. Yeah. So, like, what that is going to entail, that's the thing that that has me intrigued to see what this director does and how he takes it. I'm all up for it. With that, we've been an hour plus of the trophy room. Usually it's here where we talk about what we've been playing. Is there anything in particular, Sean, that you've been playing that's caught your eye? I've been playing Outriders, actually. Outriders came really? out today. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. This is this is the one. Outriders, I think, is the real deal. Yeah. Uh, a horribly depressing uh, <laughs> setup for this whole thing. Earth has been destroyed. Let's yeah. go to another um, salvation planet and everything will be beautiful. And, well, that's awful, too. And this <laughs> eternal war is, is broken out. This game, um, dude, I had no sense of this being on my radar at all. And it's kind of all I want to play now. I've been bouncing That's around awesome. from games for the last couple of weeks since like now it's landed and this is this is where I'm at, man. Come play. It's on it's crossplay. We could play together. Ooh, you can pay seventy dollars for it. I could play it for free. It's fine. I was about to say, I was gonna try it out on Game Pass, see if I like it, and if I do, I'm gonna buy it on PlayStation. Oh my god. <laughs> Just play it on Xbox. Like you are. What the heck? I like the controller. I like our controller. I like the trophies. And that's hey, man, I, I can't. Like I can't fight with that because I would say the same thing about about Xbox. I will say yeah. I played a bunch of the demo before, and I fired up the game, the full release game, uh, earlier today, and popped a bunch of achievos. Man, it's pretty mm-hmm. good from the stuff that I had done in the demo. Demo stuff. Yeah. Uh, your, your progress carries over. That's and I, I, I saw a Benji Sales friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Benji Sales was saying like this is like the biggest launch in Square's history or something. It like tripled the number of consecutive players. Or um, that's awesome. What's this? What's the thing? The number of players same playing at the same time. Concurrent yeah, yeah, players concurrent on on Steam. Players, yeah. It tripled Marvel's Avengers. It was like three hundred fifty thousand to like over a hundred thousand players on on that's Outriders. That's a sad state for Avengers. Sad for Avengers, Oof. big time. Yeah. Oof. So Outriders, dude. Crossplay. Yeah. We can all play together. We can all have Let's fun. Do it. Mm-hmm. I've been playing a lot of games because I don't have kids or responsibilities. Mm. I want to just take you down memory lane. Uh, Tomb Raider. Definitive nice. Edition. Nice. Dude, for the first time, I've never gotten into the, the modern day uh, Croft games. This is so much. It's she is so such good. an awesome character. Mm-hmm. Like, way better. And it's not like... You, you know, never played this B, at all? Like, whatever. No, never. Oh, and wow. honestly, I think I'm in love with Lara. Like, yeah. I got the appeal because I never did as a kid because I'm like, pixels, whatever. It's unproportional. Use your imagination. And this Laura kicks ass, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. She really does. I've been playing uh, Ratchet and Clank. Excellent. Wow. The, uh, it, it, well, you do you know this? It got a 4K up res and an FPS boost. Damn. It's Look got an that. FPS boost. 4K, 60 FPS. Just trying it out a little bit. And last but not least, because I want to talk about Resident Evil 4, but that's the sure. road to greatness. I've been playing Abzu 
from Giant Squid. Mm-hmm. I like the way they tell their stories via the environment, man. Sure. Like, not a word is spoken. Yeah. But just through just the, the environment alone. It tells a beautiful crafted story you could get through in about two hours. It's like your little submarine person swimming through the ocean. It's uh, free for the play at home um, uh, promotion that PlayStation's doing. Same with Ratchet until now now. You know what? I lied. It's off. That said, um, really beautiful. It's it's awesome, but it does not have a trophy. So, or a platinum, platinum trophy. It's yeah, a big bummer, dude. It's a really big bummer. Did not but, like that. Did not like that game. But good games are the the, the play at home little. You didn't like Gabsy? Didn't like Gabsy very much. I don't know. But it's in. I I thought of you immediately because when you're swimming, it's inverted, and I know how you're a dummy and you play. Yeah, inverted. I just like all games that are inverted. That's that's how that works. Yeah, yeah. I think isn't that how it's supposed to? I don't to? think so. I don't think so. Oh, Ratchet okay. is, dude. Ratchet is great, and I can't wait for you to get to Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yes, Rise of the Tomb Raider is one of those games that like it's still on my Xbox. I'm going to play it again when I'm just like wandering around. But I don't know why I'm playing new games and I don't know if I'm going to play them. That game is so quality, man. And now Rise is the second one. That right? Rise is the second one, and now you can play it outside of like the. Is this an Uncharted game? Is this not as good? Like it's you're outside of all those comparisons. Yeah. It's just better for I, the Tomb Raider. On, games. And, and honestly, it's so unfair to like Tomb Raider because it is very much like I understand the comparisons. I do. But it's very much its own thing. Like, yeah. I actually feel like the combat's more reminiscent of, like, Last of Us meets Uncharted. The way the enemies come at you, and they really are super aggressive, at least in the first game. Mm. It's like, this is actually kind of brutal, what I'm doing yeah. here. I'm really hurting people here. <laughs> Hopefully. But, whoa. <laughs> like digital people. Dark. Digital people. Yeah, d- digital. They're evil, too. They're like cultists or whatever. Don't come at me like that. Yeah, don't come at me with that, man. I'll pop, I'll pop you once in, in the face. Pow, 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 pow. I'm yeah, it's so cool she's when nerds pretend to be tough. Two guns, and then she like does her little smile. <laughs> when nerds pretend to be tough. <laughs> come at you me, man. You get my face. If, if you get in my face, I will immediately back off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't you dare do that because I will evade immediately. <laughs> Slowly and out of shape. Yeah. All right. <laughs> It hurts when I get up now. My knees. <laughs> My <hurt>. knees. <laughs> they what they used to be. Sean, thank Joe. you so much for saving me in. My hour indeed. Oh, is thank it over? You so much. It is it's over. It's, yeah, it's a show. okay. That's fine. You're welcome. Thank you. For, <laughs> thank you for having me, dude. This is so fun. It, I, I just I, I love the show. I love your community. You've done a wonderful job, and I just I love your background. I love your face. I love your microphone. I love Kyle. I wish he was here. He's nicer to me than you are, actually. He is. He's yeah, he's, he's lo- very lovely. I, I was going to say this off cam and off mic, but maybe depending on, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, you know, we lost our good friend Bobby, mm. um, and we've been going through the motions, you and I, uh, you more so than anyone. And, uh, you know, the one thing that I feared is Bobby being that glue and that we separate because of Bobby's absence. And we need to make sure that this doesn't happen, Sean. I think the ultimate FU that we can give to Bobby is show him yeah. that he was not the thing that kept us together. Exactly. I think we show that son of a We gun. show Listen. that son of a bee. Yeah, dude. No. 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 And you know what? JB, Jonathan Brown, Purple Monkey, he, he's saying the exact same thing. We got to stick together. We were all we we're all there with Bobby. Obviously, right now I'm dealing with hurt with a little bit of strange humor. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, that's... Uh, 
that was never going to be the case. We've we've been friends for a long, long time since the since the poly game days of, oh, of Joe. Shut up. That was a thing. <laughs> I edited that out immediately. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> no, dude. It's it's awesome to still podcast with you and still call you a very close friend, man. I really appreciate it. Likewise, and we need to do something like like an actual like show show one day. You know, mm. that's what I'm thinking. Like, we get the band back together. Let's get the band back. Yeah, I like it. Asked, like, what's Toby doing? What's Toby, he really doing? I mean, we should reach out to him. We should like, reach stop out. Stop being the a dad. Gears. Come, come over here. You know, just stop being a dad. I don't think that there, I don't think there's a very natural way to do that. <laughs> well, Avengers, it. He's like, he's like in the living room with his baby, rocking it to sleep, and I just walk in with a suit. I'm like, putting together a team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's <laughs> and like, I, I can't. I've already quit. And you're like. I just need you just for this one last mission, man. Oh fuck! He's like, mm-hmm. and he just puts the baby down wherever, and he's like, "All right, I'm in, going. A, in a bush somewhere, <laughs> somewhere. Stay Sean, here." Joe. I love you so I very you much, too, my man. Um, where can people find you? Where can people find your work and all the good things you you do? You can find me in Canada until we open the borders again. Then maybe I'll come to you on the internet. You can find me on Twitter at Sean Don't Capri, Sean Le Connery, Capri like the pants. You can find me. Streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri, Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday nights. If people are listening to this on Friday, check me out on Friday night. We're going to be playing a little Titanfall 2, my friend. Play a little Titanfall 2. And then, of course, Halo Saturdays, which I know this audience will appreciate very, very much. That's right. I'll kick your ass in there every weekend. (laughs) I'll take it. Hey, man, we're doing actually pretty good. Like, you and I are, like, kind of back and forth there. Right, right. mm -hmm, Ones and twos. feels Mm -hmm. nice. Mm Mm-hmm. You can find, of course, go follow the Xbox Drive and all the things, YouTube, etc. Go. Thank you. Out there. Um, you can find the Trophy Room on YouTube as well, the video version. You can find the podcast, the Trophy Room, on any podcast services available. Please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out, really does boost this show and get us up there on the charts. Um, and yeah. Please, if you if you could consider throwing a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. With all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your what's about you, keep hunting, and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Bye.